So I said last week that I wanted to do an episode, well, a pair of episodes, one titled Why College Sucks and the other titled Why College is Awesome. I think that's what I said at least. Um, as I often tell my students, who knows what I said last week, but what I'm saying now um, is sort of what matters. Well, that's bad advice, but you get what I'm saying. My point being that I wanted to really sort of look at this idea of what today are the benefits and, um, I, I mean, pros and cons are are kind of a superficial um, surface level way to look at the, the benefits and, and negatives of a college education. And so really what I like to talk about more and oftentimes what comes up much more often in our, our classes when this issue inevitably does arise um, among students, and again, whether in class or in, in office hours talking to students, are many of the challenges and m- many of the sort of, I guess, what you would call speculative um, notions as to really students asking this very important question of, you know, first of all, why are they here? Why are they at school other than the fact that they have been raised oftentimes in in settings where um, you're sort of told that this is the pathway to to success. You have to go to college. You have to get a college degree. You have to uh, follow a career from 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 there. Um, and that oftentimes is true. I mean, uh, many many careers, the pathway to those careers and therefore to that version of success is through through college. So this is quite often what uh, students come into college thinking. But um, in terms of the actual going through that process and what they have to deal with and what they actually learn, that's, of course, uh, quite different perhaps from the preconceived expectations going in, right? And so for many students, for many reasons, sometimes college, uh, at least from my conversations that, that we, we have, again, whether in class or individually, one-on-one, it, it of course, strays from that sort of loftier a holistic expectation of, oh, college is going to be this great, life-changing, informative experience. Oftentimes it is, but more often it still is, but in different ways, right? And this is so true of so many experiences in life, right? We may have these expectations going into certain stages of our lives that sort of turn out, well, you know, maybe we were painting a, a rosier picture than the actual reality, right, that the situation turned out to be. You know, I, I mean, I, I can think of no end of examples of this type of expectation versus, you know, bam, slap of reality. Um, I, I want to give actual examples, but I, I, <laughs> I know people, for example, whether in uh, relationships or, um, you know, certainly – I, I study a fair amount of history as well. And, you know, when you read about um, wartime experiences uh, and sort of, you know, this coming of age narrative that you see in so many personal accounts of, um, you know, the, those types of events throughout history, uh, again, there, there's sort of a coming of age narrative that transcends many different situations, right? It's not as if you have to uh, be in, in, in a war per se to experience that. That's a very distinct version of that, of course. Um, but everybody comes of age, right? We just accomplish that through different ways and um, in, in, in different settings. And so college is one way that obviously people grow up, right? 
they they come to age. And so questioning what is really the value of college education, you know, sometimes it is the fact that it does allow students to come of age, right, to sort of take time to experience different coursework, different uh, fields of study, you know, work through what they really want to not just do with their lives, but what really interests them in their lives. And so that gets more into uh, sort of why I think college is awesome, why college can be great. But of course, there are many of the other elements getting there and some of some of the, those elements of which, um, you know, can really bog students down and are sort of more along the lines of what makes college suck. So that's what I wanted to start with. And again, you know, I don't think of myself as a negative person. I mean, I don't like this phrase either of, oh, looking at a glass, either half full or, or half empty. And I don't know if I'm one of those types of people or another, but, you know, I, I think I do try to maintain a relatively positive outlook. That's something actually that I, I've recently had a, a couple of conversations with students about really interesting conversations, actually, um, about perspective and point of view. Well, those are sort of similar, I suppose, but uh, motivation and, and all those, you know, kind of very self-reflective elements of being. Um, so that's something we'll maybe talk about in another episode. But I wanted to talk about an actual tangible, very uh, real-world example of one of the reasons why I feel like college kind of sucks and uh, I probably shouldn't be saying this. Uh, I don't know if I'll get in trouble because, well, at least as of now, not a ton of people listen to this this podcast, uh, much more so my other comedy podcasts. I get many, many more downloads, but luckily those aren't usually people within academia, so they don't know what we're joking about over there. Not that we say anything really bad per se, but, um, you know, you don't want to ruffle, ruffle feathers more so than you absolutely have to, right? Um and in academia, it's very, very, very easy to ruffle not just feathers, but the wrong types of feathers that can get you into trouble. And that's something maybe we'll talk about on another episode. I sort of alluded to that before, um, this <laughs> this sort of idea of how you kind of have to be very careful tiptoeing with what you say and about whom within academia. And I think that's a huge problem within academia right now because there's no recourse for that. I mean, if you upset the wrong people, it's not as if you can really quantify, or not quantify, I'm sorry, rather qualify, um, you know, who is being upset to what degree. It's just sort of like, well, if people who are in charge of, uh, you know, hiring don't like what you're saying, that can be a problem, obviously. But that's something we'll get into for a future episode. And right now, I wanted to focus on rather an issue that comes up among my students. It actually came up relatively recently where we were talking about the cost of college and how that obviously has been increasing for so long now. And, um, you know, it's something that I think it's obviously it's almost talked about so much the the cost of college that it, it we sort of become numb to it. It's kind of like the Trump effect, right? Trump says so much crazy shit that we kind of uh, when he says something that normally if anybody else said we would freak out, it's just kind of par for the course, right? And so I mean I think that's that's certainly you know 
sort of what's happening with the cost of college education. We all know that it's too much and that it's a problem and that it's unsustainable, yet we're sort of, eh, what are you going to do? And this worries me because I feel like this about so many issues, whether they're financial, environmental, social. Um, and I think we, you know, we really have to hone in and analyze specific instances in order to maintain our own perspective as to uh, what these, the, the source sort of, of some of these problems actually is. And so this brings me to, as a very long-winded way, I apologize. It's been, we're going into finals week here, so I'm getting my final long-windedness out of the way before finals grading. Um, I've been warning my students of that. Um, but my my long-winded way of introducing what I wanted to focus on, and I'm not going to name any universities in particular, but I am going to talk a little bit about the true cost as per the title of college fees. And, you know, I haven't done personally a ton of research on this other than specifically at some schools that I may or may not have some relationship to, but as, as a college professor, but, you know, it sort of seems like one of those topics that is indicative of a larger systemic problem within higher education and, and college in general. And so I think it's worth sharing to um, any audience, really, whether you're a college student listening or just, you know, anybody else who, again, if you're your taxpayer, you know, your money is in part going to um, the the system that, that funds these schools. So I think it's it's worth sharing some of these insights for these reasons, because this is certainly an issue that students are not only and they bring it up to me. It's not as if, you know, I'm 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 bringing this to their attention per se. Uh, oftentimes, you know, they're just as confused. And in fact, I'll link some articles in the episode description to. Oh well, that will give away what university I'm talking about, I suppose. However, I'm just going to say that those are just sample articles. Those are just articles that I have stumbled upon that illustrate the point that um, I'm making here. And students are just as confused by, you know, not just what fees are, but why they are what they are. Um, and, you know, again, in talking to students, they're, they, they know it's an issue, um, but they don't, again, necessarily know why, it, why college fees are how much they are, um, let alone what to do about it. And so I think that's, you know, certainly why it's worth talking about a little bit because only by identifying and examining a problem do I feel like is there any chance to try to ask, let alone do something about making it better, right? That sort of inherently makes sense, I think. And again, I don't know how much talking about it here will do that, but I, I am a big believer in what I would call critical social mass. A good example of this, of course, is any big social movement throughout history. Um, most recently, the example that I can think of is probably like something along the lines of the Me Too movement, right? Where you get enough people realizing that, yeah, this is a, you know, not just a, um, a serious issue, but a proliferated issue, right? Like this is an issue that affects many, many, many people. And if enough people become aware of it, it sort of um, becomes real in the sense that change actually happens about it, right? 
And so I, I think with many issues, that's sort of the key, right? Like how do you increase awareness about a problem to a point where something actually does change or does get done about it? So I think, again, I'm not offering necessarily hardcore tangible solutions to bringing down the cost of college or doing that through reducing college fees. But I do think just, again, being aware of it is a step perhaps in that direction. So the first thing that I sort of thought about, and again, this is something that came up actually in class the other day, my, my students and I were talking about college fees. And one of the first things they ask is, well, you know, what is an actual definition of a, a fee? And I actually looked it up because I was curious myself. I, again, we oftentimes have our own ideas or connotations of certain words, but um, the actual dictionary definitions might uh, vary from that, of course. Um, so, you know, there's obviously for many words as well, many definitions sometimes or multiple definitions. And I went simply to Merriam-Webster. And what I tried to find, again, there were a few different definitions. So I picked the one here to include that I felt like was applicable to the situation of how schools uh, and uh, higher education in general uses fees. And so the definition I came up with was that a fee is a sum paid for, uh, I'm sorry, excuse me, a sum paid or charged for a service, right? And a sum is a fancy way of just saying a specified amount of money. So the basic idea here is that a fee is a charge to pay for a service, right? Now, this obviously raises an interesting question as well. Because obviously, you have many, many costs when you look at the cost of college education, right? Or the overall cost of college education. Fees are obviously supplemental to these other costs, the main one, uh, which would usually be tuition, right? And tuition, by definition as well, is the price or payment for instruction. So by definition, tuition is supposed to essentially be what you're paying uh, to learn, to get the education. Fees, I suppose, in that sense, are supplemental for additional sort of tertiary services that make a campus or a university operational and functioning and uh, obviously working to in order to have a setting to provide that education, right? Which sort of makes sense in theory. Um, at the same time, it would be nice to have that all just build as one lump sum number, but of course, for reasons I'll mention in a bit, that's obviously not not the case in in reality, right? So, anyways, that's the the, the basic premise of these definitions. Um, but now we have to acknowledge as well that there are other costs, right? And so, when we, if we go back to, for example, this idea of tuition, I, I'm not even quite sure. And in, in the research I did, I couldn't quite find a a uh, school that gave a clear breakdown of, well, where is the money coming from and going to in terms of very, again, practical expenses, right? Like, do schools have to pay rent? If so, where is that money coming from, right? Is that coming from the tuition? Is that coming from state funding? Is that coming from fees? That's going to be different, of course, from one type of school to the next, right? I would imagine that a state school uh, perhaps has a different deal set up than a private school does in terms of um, uh, 
costs such as you know rent and taxes and those sorts of things but i'm not entirely sure how that's calculated um or what exactly the the breakdown of that is in terms of of how they're paying for those those um parts of their their institution right but certainly the one thing that you do get a very clear breakdown of if you do look at a school's uh, expenditures is how um the fees are calculated and that usually doesn't necessarily include those other elements again, such as like rent or taxes or instruction or, or those sorts of things. Um, so again, I looked up for one school that I do teach at, sort of their breakdown of fees. And it's really quite interesting, to be honest with you. I was kind of... Uh, pleasantly surprised that they break it down so clearly by how many um, credits you take and then what the fee calculation is based on those credits. And so the typical 12 credit course load, which again, after you reach 12 credits, at least in the state where I teach, uh, 12 academic credits, that counts as full-time instruction. So between, if you take usually classes, three credits, sometimes they're four, but uh, if you take you know, at least four classes, that's a full-time course load. You can take five or six sometimes, and it becomes the same price. So basically between 12 and 18 credits or, um, you know, four and six classes is considered full-time being a full-time student, and the cost is the same for that range, right? However, the fees get really interesting here because if you look at the breakdown, at least of one of the schools where... I teach. And again, when we look at tuition and fees, we're also not counting for students other factors such as, you know, if they live at home and commute, that's great. But many students are paying at least some sort of rent. And then, of course, there's other factors such as, I don't know, eating, drink, drinking, well, drinking water, right? That doesn't cost much, I suppose. But eating food, uh, living, <laughs> clothes, right? There's gas, there's, you know, so much that you can break down in books. I mean, we can't, that's a whole other topic for another episode, getting into the cost of books, right? Textbooks and how mind-blowingly, uh, you know, more expensive that is than it has been in the past. Um, so again, there's a lot of other costs involved. But again, if we just look at the fees as an example, um, we can see how much they you know, it really takes up a fair portion of a student's bill. And in the example I found, um, I think the, the tuition example of, uh, or excuse me, how much the tuition is compared to the fees, I did the math counting up all the fees because tuition is billed as one line on the chart. And then, again, I'll include this in the links as well. The fees are all, there's about, I don't know, eight of them below are all, listed along with however many credits you take. And I did the math and the fee cost, if you add that up with the tuition, counts to about 30% of the total bill for going to this institution and taking these classes. Another way to look at it is if you look at just the tuition bill and then you imagine the administration says, oh yeah, by the way, yeah, it costs this much money to take 12 credits or to be a full-time student. However, you got to pay these fees too on top of that tuition. And you ask, well, how much more is that, right? How much more money is that compared to my tuition? They would say, oh, it's about 43% of your 
tuition bill. We're going to add to that 43%. So to me, this seems like an awful lot. And I think to many other people, it would as well, right? Like, I mean, how many things in life can you think of that have a, even if we take the lower number of, okay, fees comprise about 30% of the total bill here. How many situations in life do you pay for something, whether it's a service or a product, and there's a 30% fee or tax or, or charge or something like that, right? You would sort of be outraged. You would sort of feel, you know, cheated or lied to or um, bait and switched or under, right? You can go through the list of, you know, potential emotions you might feel in reaction to that. And so it seems almost punitive in that sense, right? And, you know, quite honestly, when students realize this, or at least the ones I've talked to, they're quite shocked. And some of the articles I'll link, you'll see that as well, because it's not even so much that these fees exist. It's more so that they're not entirely clear what all of them are doing. And that, to many students that that have, you know, spoken to me is is quite frustrating, especially uh, for students who, you know, are very strapped on their finances, which is many students. And I understand that as well. Uh, one of the things I, I always tell my students when we talk is, if they bring up these issues, is that I, I totally understand as somebody who myself worked full time going through college for these exact reasons where I, you know, I couldn't make ends meet otherwise. So I, I, I absolutely understand their frustration in that sense. And again, some of these fees are pretty clear in their explanations and in their rationale. So you'll see going through, and probably most lists of college fees breakdowns, if you if you find them. Uh, but the example I looked at, there was a technology fee, a transportation fee, a health services fee. These all sort of make sense in terms of, okay, well, yes, schools need to provide transportation and they have computer labs and those sorts of things. Uh, like I get that. Um, but then there were other fees that I wasn't quite sure what they meant uh, such as an activity fee, a, and I quote this exactly, a quote, college fee, as well as, and I quote, an academic excellence and success fee. Now, if you hear that and are not sure what that means, you are certainly not alone. And that, you know, I know I keep saying it, uh, is echoed in some of the articles I will post as well. But I wanted to know more about these, you know, fees that I just mentioned, the, the less clearly defined ones in terms of their wording, at least. So I actually went to the school's website and tried to find a breakdown. And the I actually found a section on these kind of vaguely defined fees, and they were actually categorized as uh, what the website called broad-based fees. And it specified that these were charged in order to finance discrete activities that benefit the student body, <laughs> which like, I, I mean, maybe this is going towards great useful stuff, but to finance discrete activities that benefit the student body, I, I, I mean, it, it just objectively sounds like a fancy way of saying somebody's making money. And I hate saying that, because I don't want to be cynical, honestly. But what does that mean? I, I really don't know. And some of the further descriptions are almost laughable 
in terms of how they're described. So uh, another one, one of the ones I mentioned, the academic excellence fee, uh, their website said that the academic excellence fee, and this is a quote, the academic excellence fee is mandatory for all SUNY students attending a university center. The State University of New York instituted the academic excellence and success fee to provide the financial resources necessary for building and enhancing academic and student success. The fee is charged to all undergraduate and graduate students. To provide financial resources necessary for building and enhancing academic and student success. Is that scholarships? Are that those grants? Can I get one example? Maybe two examples? I have none. Um, again, I assume that this is going towards good stuff, but that's, I mean, I wouldn't teach my own students to write this vaguely is my point, right? Uh, and maybe I'm crazy and maybe somebody can who's listening who is in academia can refer me to something more specific. I would actually really appreciate that because, again, students bring this up and they're very frustrated about it. And I have no answers. I, I'm not quite sure myself. And furthermore, the, the other one I mentioned, the college fee, and this is a quote as well, the college fee is mandatory for all SUNY students. The fee is charged to all enrolled students by authority of the Board of Trustees. That doesn't even say anything about what it does. A college fee for the college to exist? What? I, I <laughs> Again, a more specific example would be great, but looking at the university, university's own website, that's sort of all I was able to turn up. Again, maybe there's something there that I'm missing, but I feel as if I can't find it. it, it you know, if, if, you know, somebody has a who is an instructor can't find it, that's that's a problem, right? Um, and, you know, the other weird thing was that these two fees in particular were the only two fees explained, if you want to call it that, that did not include links to further financial breakdowns. So, for example, some of these other fees that we said earlier kind of make sense, right? Something like a technology fee actually had a link to a whole explanation. It was like a PDF breakdown, of how much money was going to what, whether it was equipment or personnel or uh, other supplies or support. They had pie charts. It was fantastic. You could look at it and say, oh, okay, this makes sense. Here's where, how much money is exactly going towards what services or, or, or products or whatever the case may be. Uh, we didn't get any of that with those other vaguely defined ones. And furthermore, the the other fees, like the more tangible sounding ones by nature, also uh, had proposals for why they would increase their fees moving forward and what they would do with them. Again, very uh, quantifiable and, and tangible in that sense. Um, those other fees, not so much. And it, it, if it sounds like I'm, I'm uh, sort of quibbling over, well, what's the big deal about one fee? Well, these fees that I'm mentioning, the, the college fee... Again, it's only $62.50 for a full-time student, $62.50 for a full-time student. But the academic success and excellence fee is $262.50. And this is where I feel like there's a really big divide between what administration sort of assesses uh, value or where administration assesses value is versus cost and what the reality is. Because... 
I mean, I got to tell you, $262.50, and if you want to add that with the other relatively undefined fee, it's over $300. That's a lot of money. And it's a lot of money for me, let alone for a student who's, you know, working sometimes one, two jobs to, again, pay for books, to make ends meet, to not have to take that extra loan, right? So this really bothers me for that reason. And again, that's sort of, I think, my my point. I, I, I'm, I understand that there has to be fees. There has to, you know, you obviously have to pay for what you have to pay for. But I think it needs to be clear what that is. I think it's incumbent upon the university charging these extra expenses to really be very clear like they do with their other expenses as to not just why sort of vaguely philosophically they're charging this, but what those services are going towards. And if there's not a good reason, then that's a problem. And if there is a good reason, then why aren't you advertising it, right? That would sort of make sense. So that's sort of my, I, I suppose, uh, I could categorize that as, as beef with, with how that works or doesn't work, depending on, upon how you want to look at it. Um, so again, I'm, I'm sort of harping on this one example in, in some senses, but I, you know, I do think of it in the, the sense that perhaps this does speak to a larger issue. You know, one of the reasons as to why I think you can look at a school like the example I'm giving and say, well, you know, why do they have 30% of their bill for students that they charge students um, be fees? And it's like, well, it makes sense from a purely financial economic perspective, right? Well, the, I can, as a school, there's plenty of flyers, there's plenty of advertisements online, there's plenty of, you know, marketing elsewhere where they say, oh, look at our tuition compared to other places. Look how much we charge. This is how much we charge for tuition per class. Well, guess what? None of that includes the fees. Don't have to put that on the poster. Don't have to put that on the advertisement. Don't have to put that on the banner. Right? Makes sense. Shift shift that cost to the fees. Oh, we got to raise costs? Well, add it to the fees. Makes sense why fees have gone up in price so much. I don't think this was something I wrote down. Um, oh, no, I did write it down. <laughs> I Actually, it's one of my next points. Um, that fees have, how much fees have increased. And th again, that's not a surprise. Obviously, tuition has increased uh, quite substantially uh, from basically wherever you want to mark <laughs> that beginning. Um, certainly over the last, you know, 20, 30, 40 years, um, it, it keeps increasing, well outpacing inflation, uh, but fees uh, the same, if not more so. And that makes sense, right? You don't advertise tuition and fees all the time. You can sometimes just advertise tuition. And so again, I, I think part of the business model is uh, sort of brushing that fact aside, just not bringing it up, obviously. Um, and so, you know, again, when I look this up on this school's newspaper or their student-run newspaper, the three articles that I'll, I'll link in the description were titled, well, the first one was titled Behind the Academic Success, um, excuse me, Behind the Academic Excellence and Success Fee. The second one was titled Plea to Free Me from Unexplained Fees. And the third one was, uh, uh, I didn't write this one down, but it was something about the academic success, uh, excellence and success fee again. But um, 
Yeah, they point out some of the same issues I sort of mentioned and I sort of found. Uh, one of the things they said was in one of the articles was uh, that the fee which uh, will help the university with resources such as additional grants and scholarships and strengthen academic programs, I'm not even sure where they found that. Um, again, it doesn't give any actual clear examples of who that went to, but at least they were able to, in, in that one article, say that, okay, well, this is what that actually goes towards. But I wasn't, again, able to find either in those articles or in you know further research some actual, tangible, quantifiable examples of that. Um, and again, uh, one of the articles, this is where I wrote it down, one of those other articles pointed out that some of these fees have increased over 500% just in the past few years. I forget which one specifically, but one of them, yeah, it started out as a relatively nominal fee and it's now, you know, okay, well, it's only a hundred and whatever dollars, but that again is a 500% increase and there's like 10 of them, right? That adds up very quickly, obviously. Um, there's actually one link in those articles to a supposed breakdown of these undefined fees. And it ironically on the school's website brings a dead page <laughs> that says cannot be found. And it's like, okay, checks out, right? Um, so that's sort of my beef overall. I, I think they're, you know, they seem perhaps more punitive than they actually are because of the lack of transparency as to what they're actually accomplishing. And again, if they are accomplishing useful um, goals to the university uh, overall or in the student body, I think this should be advertised more specifically. And if not, again, we have to really ask, well, you know, is this something that there needs to be more clarity on and mo more oversight on as well. Um, and I, I think, in, again, this is part of a larger issue of degrading the trust that students have within their institutions. It frustrates them, you know, this idea that they have to, to, to you know, work harder for reasons that they're not quite sure why. And I think that undermines the ethos of the university uh, or specific universities, obviously, but the whole university system in general. And again, I'm not attacking the universities on this, I'm, I'm, I'm wanting them to do better about it in order to make everything more, you know, sort of equitable for the, the students they serve and more uh, sort of, you know, again, just legitimate in terms of strengthening the overall focus and, 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 and effect that these universities have, not just on their students individually, but society in, in general overall. So that's just one example I wanted to talk about. Again, this is a very specific example, but I think it's a really interesting one. So I would be really curious to know if you are a student, what your thoughts are, um, what experiences you have had with dealing with fees and crazy college costs, because I, I know, you know, with the students I've spoken to, they're not alone. Um, but if you are somebody in higher ed who works in academia, whether an instructor or an administrator as well, I would love to hear your insights too. So definitely please um, comment wherever you're listening to this episode. Uh, you can tweet at us. Uh, our handle on Twitter is at Joe T Labs. Um, I think most of our episodes wind up on YouTube. That's at Professor Labs. That's just the YouTube channel name, Professor Labs. Of course, you can always uh, 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 comment on our Podbean page. So, you know, that's a very simple uh, way to reach us as well. You can find us at podbean.com. Uh, 
slash, uh, which one is this? Podbean.com. Oops, sorry. I loaded the wrong one. I should know this by now. Um, we are actually on Patreon.com now too. So that's another place you can reach us. That's Patreon.com slash Professor Labs podcast. Um, oh, here's the Podbean site. Yes, uh, ProfessorLabs.Podbean.com. So you can uh, reach us there as well. You can like us. Uh, please follow us. And again, if you have thoughts or insights that you can share with us, we would absolutely love to hear that as well. And if you have suggestions for further topics, whether issues within academia, um, and again, I want to hear some of the good stuff too, right? Uh, I, I certainly am going to do, I, I'm planning on doing episodes on why college is great, you know, how it really is a foundation for not just a productive society, but I, I think a successful society. So we'll have episodes on the, the positive aspects of um, higher education and moving forward. So I would love specific examples or questions that you might have with that. But obviously, part of, you know, accomplishing that a successful system of higher education is also, you know, being honest and pointing out the issues where we see them as well. Unfortunately, there's no shortage of that today in higher ed. Uh, but again, you know, just one example I wanted to get out there and hopefully hear some of your thoughts on that. So again, thanks for listening. Uh, hope to hear from some of you. And uh, next week, hopefully we'll talk about something a little different, hopefully a little positive. We'll be in finals week next week. Um, so finals week is always... Uh, kind of a little delirious. We'll see how that goes. Uh, but maybe we'll do something something fun, a little more lighthearted then. But uh, other than that, thank you so much for listening. Uh, please share this with anybody that you might think uh, will benefit from this or, or have thoughts on it themselves. And until then, keep learning and uh, keep thinking, and we'll see you soon. Thanks again. Take care. Bye-bye.